Tzadik says to the brothers, Ba'ata al ta'atzvu. Don't be sad. We have the great schos this week of having a number of people who are returning to yeshiva for alumni week or they have vacation from college and they're coming. We have, we're joined by some parents, I see. It's a time of, uh, of returning, of parents and children returning together. So we're reading in the Parsha, parents and children returning together. There's no greater celebration, there's no greater simcha than the joy of parents and children coming together. People are turning to yeshiva. Shinantam levanecha, the Pasuk says, Shinantam levanecha, Chazal say, Banecha ilu talmidecha. Your students are your children too. There's a lot of students and children that are coming back together with their parents, with their teachers. And we're reading about people coming back together. The Shvatim are all, like Rav Tzaduk says, that each Jew and the Jewish people, and this is the first time now that we have Yaakov Avinu's Mitaso Shlema, and he's giving birth to all of the Shvatim, so this is now the first opportunity. We have a, we have a Klal Yisrael on a certain level. There's a, Rav Tzaduk writes that every member of Klal Yisrael is a Melech, is a king in his own way, in her own way. Every person in Klal Yisrael brings something where they are, everyone needs to learn from them. And so even the Shvatim coming back together, Yosef and the Shvatim, Yaakov and Yosef, Shimon and Yaakov, Binyamin and Yaakov, all of the reuniting that's taking place is an aspect of parents and children coming back together. And if it's true that the Kriya is Ma'or of Izman, like the Shlach Kadosh and the Alter Ebi of Lubavitch and many other tzaddikim pointed out, that the Kriya, what we're reading in the Parsha, is Ma'orer, so then it makes a lot of sense. That that's what we're seeing also happening in front of us of B'nai Yeshiva coming back to the Yeshiva and parents and children being together. And that itself should be Ma'orer all of us that the children should come back to their parents. The children should come back to their parents. That the Jewish people should return to the Torah. Torah Simecha. Masravicha Torah Simecha. And that ultimately, all of us, the Torah itself also, that we should all, the Torah, the Musr, should all do tshuva, that the Torah and the Sifri Musr, the Torah Simecha, the Musra Vicha, those themselves, which are Klape Am Yisrael, so that's our father and our mother. But Klape themselves, Klape Shmaya, Klape Tashem, so then the Torah and the Sifri Musr and all of the wisdom that the world has to offer also has to do tshuva and all has to return to Tashem. There's something that's happening where people are coming together, where parents and children are coming together down here, that means that we have to come back together with our parents, Torah Simecha, Musra Vicha. And the Torah itself has to return back to Hashem. All of us have to return back to Hashem. It's an opportunity to do tshuva. 
many years ago we used to always refer to this Thursday afternoon gathering as public tshuva. Public tshuva. Public opportunity to come and do tshuva. Shabbos is a lashon of tshuva. This is, like we say all the time, the earliest Kabbalah Shabbos minion in all of the whole world. And we're preparing for Shabbos on this very early level. Shabbos is a lashon of tshuva, of returning. And tshuva has the possibility of being misunderstood as something which should be heavy and should be sad and should be with a lot of berating yourself and shaming yourself or feeling shame. Yosef HaTzadik says to the brothers, Va'ata al tatsu. Ata, Chazal tell us in the Medrash, what's Ata? Ata means now. Ata is the aspect of now. What's now mean? So Chazal tell us we have a principle that wherever the word Ata appears, Ein Ata el Lashon Tshuva. The word Ata is Lashon of Tshuva. It means from now on, from here on out, Mikan Ulahaba. From here and going into the future, I want to do something different. I am prepared to be something different. When a person says, Atta, now, starting now, what that means always is, starting now, I'm going to be different. So Yosef Atzadik says to the brothers, Va'ata al ta'atzvu. Says the Tiferes Shlomo Verdamsk, Atta al ta'atzvu. Atta, tshuva needs to be done in a way of al ta'atzvu, don't be sad. Tshuva is not sad. Tshuva is getting together with a bunch of friends and singing some good nagunim and feeling good, smiling, laughing a little. The aspect of tshuva that we're looking for in our generation is better translated not as repentance, penitence. Tshuva means a recalibration. It means to return to a state where we recognize what we wanted all along. It's the most joyous thing in the world. The Atta, when you're doing tshuva, when you're returning, when you're recalibrating to Hashem, Atatsu. Can't be said. Shouldn't be said. It should be done together, like I said before, it should be done together with people who love you and who, who you love, and you gather together and you return back to Hashem. So, As you all know, the Majitzer Rebbe said that people make a mistake of thinking that the reason why when you sing it makes you feel like you want to be a little bit of a better person, you want to do tshuva, is because in Shamayim there's something called the Hechel HaTshuva and there's something called the Hechel Nagina. There's something called this, the, the Palace of Tshuva and there's something called the Palace of Song. And they must be very close to each other because when a person starts to sing, all of a sudden, like, I don't know, it's like you start to smell the fresh loaves that are being baked in the Hechel HaTshuva and you feel like you, you want to go there also. As soon as you start singing, you go to the Hechel Anigina, and all of a sudden, like, the Hechel Tshuva starts wafting through the air, whatever they're baking over there, and the Hechel Tshuva starts coming into the Hechel Anigina also. He said, but that's a mistake. People have this mistaken th- thinking that the Hechel Anigina must be very close to the Hechel Tshuva. He said, but I can tell you that the Hechel Anigina is the Hechel Tshuva. They're the same thing. That's one thing. And when a person begins to, to sing, when a person enters into the space of, of Shira and, and Zmira, like all the tzaddikim explain that the word zmi, zomer, lizmor, to sing, 
comes from Lashon of Zmira in the, in the Malachos of Shabbos. Zmira is one of the toldos of, of Zria, of planting. Zmira means to prune, means to cut away that which is dead, to allow the tree to grow that which is alive so much stronger. Zmira, to prune away, means to cut away that which is, which is in the way. And so, Psuke de Zimra, when we say in the morning, Psuke de Zimra, the Balei Atosos pointed this out already, that Psuke de Zimra means that these are Psukim that are cutting away, that's which stands between me and Hashem, so that when I finally stand by Shmona Esrei, I'll be face to face with Hashem. But these Psukim are supposed to, like, they're a big machete, cutting through the forest of whatever ego and other shtuyot I put in the way. It cuts through all of that, it cuts away all the dead branches, and allows me to be the most vatemat veikim ba'ashem alokeichem chayim kulchem ayom. That I want to be davuk to Hashem, I want to be chay, I want to be alive, so I have to cut away all that's dead. And so that's what Pesukei de Zimra is, and that's what Zmira in general, that's what singing is. It's the ability to cut away that which is, needs to be cut away, or needs to be placed to the side for the time being. And that dead material turns into mulch, it turns into you know, nutrition for the tree, that it shall be able to put it at the bottom of the tree. And first of all, not only is it not sucking up all the nutrients that the tree is getting and the water that the tree is getting, but also lafich. <coughs> That all of the things that were dead before, you put them in a pile on the side and they start to turn into fertilizer for the tree. They start to turn into something which actually make the tree grow even stronger. shamati <laughs> Karov mehor el heichol atshuva Aval ani omer Sheheichol anegina Uatzmo heichol atshuva Okay Shamati shehorim Sheheichol hanegina Karov
David Melch said in Tehillim, Achar v'kadum tzratani. Hashem, you created me backwards and forwards. Achar v'kadum tzratani. So this is a Torah from Rabbi Nachman. Rabbi Nachman explained, Achar v'kadum tzratani. Rabbi Nachman's Chasegin Aleinu explained that sometimes when a person is speaking words of Torah, Words of Torah are achor. It doesn't mean they're achor. It means that you have to say a lot of things before you get to the point where you actually feel like you got, you got there. You reached the destination. In his Lashon, he says, it's a Torah that needs a lot of hakdamos. The purpose of the Torah is that it should go, like the Alter Rebbe said, the Alter Rebbe said, the greatest distance in the world is the distance between here and here, between your head and your heart. There's lots of highways in the world, but the, the longest highway in the world is the highway between your brain over here and your heart over here, which looks like it's nothing, but it's, it's a very twisted highway. And the goal of Torah is when you reach the moment when the Torah of the head reaches, hits the place of the, like the Kutzker said, that every day in Shema we say that we should place we should place the words of Torah on our hearts. And the Katsker said, on your hearts, why not in your heart? Bilvavecha should say, why did it say place it on your heart? So the Katsker said, ha ha, yeah, right, in your heart. You think that's so easy? The Torah can't even command that. It's, the only thing the Torah can command is just keep putting it on your heart until finally, eventually, the pressure gives in and finally the heart just opens up and it falls all inside the heart. To put it in your heart, yeah, when do you have a moment when your heart is actually broken enough that you can sneak something inside it? That's the only thing you need to have a broken heart first. A broken heart doesn't mean sadness, al-tatsu. But it means that your heart is broken open and that the, the Torah can go in. So in the meantime, you place it on your heart and you put it on your heart and you put it on your heart. A Torah that's achor, achor is the Torah, Rabbi Nachman said that a person, it comes after a lot, it's, it's achor, it's at the end, it's like, First this, and then that, and then this, and then that. It's Mar you know? It's like source one leads to source two, leads to source three, to four, and then finally when you get to source ten, it's like, ah, now there's a resolution, now we can understand something. But then Rabbi Nachman said there's a Torah that's kadum, which goes straight. The first word out of, out of, the, out of, the, out of the gate is like, pff, just goes right into your heart. Just goes straight in. Talmud Bavli always has a Lashon when it's introducing the price of, of Tashma, come in here. Come in here. But the Talmud Yerushalmi, which is this closer place to the, the place of the writing place of the Zohar, and the Zohar Kodesh in its own way, uses the Lashon of Tachazi. Come and see. Seeing is much more immediate. It happens with much more crystal clear, it just comes in and you see it right away. The Amro in Esakolos, and the Jewish people stood by her Sinai, was Kadum Torah. It was Torah that came from a place of Kedem, of just went straight in, there was no Achor. And Nochi Hashem boom, it dropped dead on the spot. <coughs> Ecstasy. <laughs> Lightning bolt. It was Kadum, it just went straight in. And you know it when you're in the presence of it. And there's a Torah that's like, whoa, what is happening? <laughs> Versus Achor, which is like step one, step two, step three, step four, and eventually, eventually, hopefully, gets to a place, and both of them are important. Achor v'kadam Hashem creates us 
Achor v'kadam was backwards and forwards. Rabbi Nachman said, the more that a person, just like Hanukkah, the more that a person cleans out the menorah, does it mean cleaning out the menorah? It means the face. The face is the menorah. The more that a person cleans out the menorah, because the face is the menorah, you have the, the two ears, it's the outermost branches of the menorah. Like if you drew like a, you know, you drew like a semicircle around your face, that's the outermost branches of the menorah. Then the eyes are a little bit further in, that's the next two branches. And then the nose is the next two branches, the nostrils, the openings. The ears and the eyes and the nose. And then in the mouth, you have the middle, that's the middle branch of the menorah, the seven openings of the face. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. When a person cleans out the menorah, when a person makes sure that their ears are hearing the right thing and they're not chas v'shalom, hearing negative things about other people, they're not hearing music which is leading them to a place of, of despair. A person's not looking at things or looking at people in a way which stuffs up the eyes in a way that's nistimu inayim shal Yisrael. Like Rashi says in the beginning of next week's parasha, nistimu inayim shal Yisrael, that the gullus blocks up our eyes. And the nose... The nose is being used in the right way, that we're breathing in a way that kol neshima neshima, like the Gemara says in Brachos. Kol kol neshima neshima, every breath of life is filled with, a, with an amazement of, and a wonderment of being in Hashem's world. And the mouth, the centerpiece of the whole thing, is, is being used to speak in a way which is proper about tzaddikim, about all the Jewish people. So when the when the menorah is clean, Rabbi Nachman said, so then, so then, everything comes in kadam. It comes in straight right away. And being able to experience the halal v'hoda of Hanukkah with our mouth and hearing the nagudim with our ears and looking at the looking at the menorah and even a friend of mine told me that on the, the last. The last night of Hanukkah, he told me that the, as his menorah was going out on Zos Hanukkah, he was standing there watching. And as the candles faded in Mistama, this happened to all of us at some point over Hanukkah. You know, you're sitting in a room where there's menorahs lit, and all of a sudden you smell that smell of smoke. And he said as his menorah went out, he just leaned over and he, and he breathed the smoke in so deep. That should be with the last until next Hanukkah, get through the cold winter. We clean out the menorah of our ears and our eyes and our, our nose and our mouth. Chanukah, and we come to this first week, so then the Torah starts to come in a way of kadam, it comes in very strong. We get Torah of the, of the, of the level of tachazi. Chanukah, we have this unique mitzvah where you can see the nearest of Chanukah from someone else's window, and if you don't have your own menorah, you can make a bracha on that. Be yotze by seeing someone else's menorah. It's a way of seeing, like Rav Pinchas of Karat said, that the lights of Hanukkah, when a person looks at the menorah, you're, you're, looking, you're looking at the light of Mashiach, Mamish. You're looking at the light that's, that's emanating from this place. Hanukkah means a lesson of preparation, of chinuch, of preparing. Preparing for like the B'nai Sascha and other tzaddikim explained, you're preparing for Mashiach. You're seeing with the light of Tachazi as opposed to just having to deal with the Achor type of Torah of Tashma. And so you see by the beginning of the Parsha, the Parsha says, Yehuda comes to Yosef and he says, at first, this level of Yehuda, and Yehuda at this point is still 
Yehuda's, the last we heard of Yehuda was Yehuda's Yored Me'achiv. He goes down and he had the whole Indian with Tamar and he promised his father, he's like not in a good place here. He's the Baal Tshuva, Kodem Tshuva. It's the level of not yet becoming a Tzaddik. And he's desperate. And here Yehuda Davka says to Yosef, Please allow me to come and to speak Dvarim Ba'ozne Adoni. To come speak into the ears of my master. Meaning, let me come and I want to speak words to you and try to convince you to let Binyamin go and to let me go instead and the whole thing. And, and this is the moment right before Yosef Atzadik is about to. Because Khalila Khalila, no one should think for a second that when we're saying that there's Achor Torah, there's Torah that's Achor. That Torah is also connected Kulam. And in fact, all of that Torah is the Torah that helps us to clean out the menorah so we can receive the Kadim Torah. The Torah that comes straight. There's a reason why we have this share at the end of the week instead of the beginning of the week. Because all the Tosasin and all the Yushalmis and all of the Rashbas and all of the, you know, all the state Sofim and all of the, I'm just thinking of the things we learned in my share this week. All the things that we, all the things that we learned this week and all the Gemaras, every line of Gemara, all of those things, all those Achor Torahs, which we're trying more and more to learn in a way of Kadam, prepare a person that we could sit here at the end of a long week of learning Torah and wherever we were learning and whatever we were able to learn, that we can a little bit push aside all of the Akhar and come to a place where just let it come out in a way that's more Kadam, that goes more straight. Before a person comes to that, so then you need to speak into the ears. Yehuda is the one who feels like, I'm still far away from Hashem. Yehuda is the one who feels like he's still far away from Hashem and he comes and he says, I, I need to speak into the ears a lot, a lot of tashma. Another tashman, another tashman, another tashman. Can you count a baby in a crib to a mezumin? And all these tashmas till a person finally is able to come to a place where when Yosef HaTzadik reveals himself to the brothers, he says, Eneichem raos, your eyes see the pee that's diber eleichem. You see the mouth you see the mouth that's speaking to you. You see the mouth. You don't see a mouth. You, you hear a mouth. But after a person has all of this speaking into the ears that takes place and it cleans out the menorah little by little, a person can come to a place of preparation, of being making themselves to be able to then receive Torah on the level of Kadam that could bring a person really to tshuva. Because if it gets stuck here, if the Torah gets stuck over here, or even if it's just olive avechel, but we never have from time to time a moment when the hearts can open up and the Torah can nichnas betoch levavenu can enter into our hearts. So then, so then Hashem, I'm brazen enough to turn to you to say that if, if that's where the Torah remains, if the, if the Torah remains olive avenu, which is what we're supposed to do, so then how are we supposed to how are we supposed to do tshuva b'simcha? Only when the Torah enters into our hearts, when Hashem opens up our hearts. And allows us in a moment of shivron lev, not asos, of shivron lev, that the Torah is able to come inside. Then a person can start to allow the Torah to affect them in a way that they become a different person. The hachana is ours to do. The hachana is the place that we're supposed to be putting in our efforts. But then Hashem has to come and make a nice for us and has to make the, the heart open up and with the Torah to come in in a way which is, which is perfect. In a way which is beautiful in a way which doesn't involve any heartache, 
heart can open in a way that doesn't involve any heartache. Shivron leiv in a way that's pleasant and beautiful, and that's what we want. That the Torah should be able to come in. Beis Yosef has the famous question by Hanukkah. There's a sefer called Ner Lamea, a candle for a hundred, which is a hundred answers to the Beis Yosef's question. I think I once saw a sefer called Ner Le'elef. There's, there's this, this shaila of the Beis Yosef. How can we keep eight, eight days of Hanukkah? Why are our candles, why are our candles uh, of the menorah? We have eight instead of seven, like the, like the Beis Mintash, that's number one. And number two, if there's enough oil for one day, so then there's only seven days of miracle. So Kedusha Slevi said that when a person wants the menorah to last with them forever, or any mitzvah, you have to build a house for your mitzvahs. A house is a place where you can store things indefinitely. Like the said, a person does hachana, who prepares. The preparation that a person puts into a mitzvah, like we've spoken about so many times, is what allows the Torah, the mitzvah, the hanhaga tova, to stay with you long after the, the last smoke has dissipated from the, from the menorah. The month of Teves, that one right now, so the Tzadik makes it in the Chidush Arim, Chidush Arim says that Teves is a lashon of Hatavas Haneros. Hatavas Haneros means twisting the wicks. It means cleaning out the yesterday's gunk so that you could put in the wicks nice and fresh and put in new oil. It means the Hachana for the mitzvah. Hatavas Haneros means that even though Kislev is already gone and Hanukkah is over, but through the nights of Teves, throughout Teves, like the Tzadikim explained, like the Tzadikim writes there, that 36 candles, the 36 candles correspond to the days from t- the 25th of Kislev until the end of Teves, till we get to Shvat. And already perms around the corner. person is able to get through the nights of Teves. Teves is a difficult... Uh, Teves, we have a Sarba Teves coming up. What's in Teves? The only way we can get through Teves is on the backs of the 36 candles corresponding to the 36 days from the 25th of Kislev all the way to the end of Teves. So Kislev is over, but how does a person continue to live in Teves? The answer is that the Hatavas Haneros, the Hachana that a person was doing before, the preparation that a person was doing when they were making their menorah. And even, you know, maybe I've softened in my old age, even if you're just popping off the top of the thing, whatever a Jew did to be able to light the candles, to strike the match, to light the lighter, whatever it is that they did to light the menorah, any of the hachana that they did, any tefillah that a person said before, or you were speaking to your friends about it, learning about it, a shir about it before, all of the achor that you did till you got to the moment of doing the mitzvah, that's what we're living off of now. That's the, that's the, the teves, the hatavas haneros. Hachana for a Jew is like the most important thing. Hanukkah, like I said before, is Lashon of Chinuch, preparing for the third base of Mikdash. So, there's another Torah from the Radomsker, from the Tferis Shlomo. And the Tferis Shlomo said, that when the Shvatim come back to tell Yaakov Avinu, you know, Yosef's alive. So it's very peculiar. They say, Od Yosef Chai, Yosef's still alive. The Pasuk says, that, you know, Yaakov's heart was hurting. 
And he was having this moment of Vayifagli Bo, his heart was opening. That's the first Shomel doesn't say, but that's what's happening right now. That he had this Alav Avecha, suddenly Vayifagli Bo means like there was a crack in his heart. There's a moment when, if you remember, Yaakov Avinu, after the time that Yosef was gone, he didn't have Ruach HaKodesh for all those years, the 17 years that Yosef was gone. He didn't have Ruach HaKodesh. By the time Yosef was 17 years old and he left, excuse me, he didn't have Ruach HaKodesh. That's a lot of years of Ruach HaKodesh to build up on a, on a prophet's heart. And the reason he didn't have Ruach HaKodesh is because he thought that Yosef was dead. And the Shekhinah can't be sure on a person who's Ba'atzvah, who's, who's in a state of sadness. And so therefore, the moment of Od Yosef Chai is a moment of Vayifa Glibo. He's about to get Ruach HaKodesh. Not only is he going to get Ruach HaKodesh now going forward, and you see that Hashem is going to speak to him as he's going down to Mitzrayim. That's what happens. Hashem comes and tells him, don't be afraid. That's the first communication between Hashem and Yaakov in years. In all these years. And not only that, but all of the communication that Hashem has been wanting to say to Yaakov for all these years is all coming in in this moment. So the first one says, this explains a very peculiar thing. They say, oh, Yosef Chai, Yosef's still alive. But Yifaglibo, his heart is, is, is he's, he feels faint. He's, his heart is, feels like he's too much to bear. <coughs> The Pasuk says that Yaakov Avinu repeats the words himself. And he says, Rav od Yosef b'nichai. And all of them in the Farshim are trying to figure out, why is Yaakov just repeating, like, we just said that. You know? Was he, was he repeating the words? So the Shlomo says, Holy Radomsker says that Yaakov Avinu feels like, how could it be that I'm about to receive Kadam, that I'm about to receive Ruach HaKodesh, and I don't do some act of Hachana to do it. You know, otherwise it's just going to come in. It comes in by itself. Like, that's, that's what I want. If it comes in by itself, it'll leave by itself. Like we spoke about Monday night. Kviyah V'kayim, a Shabbos comes in, it leaves right away with the second Havdal is over, you need to smell. And the Shami Yaseira is leaving, we need to smell Besamim. But on Motzei Yom Tov, on Motzei Chanukah, we don't, need to, we don't smell Besamim, because whatever we took, we take with us. Because the te- the Hatavas Haneros, the Hachana that we did before, we're able to bring with us afterwards. Yaakov Inu says, I'm about to get Ruach HaKodesh. My heart is cracking open. My heart is also broken. I should get that without doing any Hachana myself? What, is, what good is that? What good is the Torah that I get that's Kadam if it doesn't come with a heavy dose of Achor first? David HaMelech said unto him, Achor V'Kadam Tzartani. Achor comes first. First the person puts in all the effort, puts in all the hachana, puts in all the work, cleans themselves out with tshuva and with Torah and with tefillah. And then it's kedai to be able to get something. Then it's worthwhile that Hashem will send you something. Teves comes on the back of all of the, the hatavas haneros. The person is able to actually receive something because they worked hard for it. That's the whole purpose of the whole world. The world was perfect before Hashem created the world. Hashem created the world in the way that He created it so that we'd be able to do a hachana to be able to receive our own reward. The whole world is a world of teves, of hatavas haneros. Everything we're doing in this world is just being made to v'neros. We're preparing candles. Amen, Ken Yeratza.
Careful, recognize that also by Leah it says that there are 33, but there's only 32. So there are many answers to this, many beautiful Biurim. Including that the 70 includes Yaakov and his three wives, and it doesn't include Yosef and the brothers, like I saw, and the Sefer Hadrash Vayu, and there's many beautiful answers, many amazing. I mean, Israel is so good when it comes. We have problems like this. You know, we have many, many ways. Rashi, after giving his own Hezber, explains that Al Pidrash, we could say that Yochevet is born just as they're passing through customs. You know, you have anything to declare? You know. Maybe it was a good distraction tactic, you know, like they were trying to sneak in some good sfarim or something. Like, like, afraid of the censors, so 
she's, she's her water broke, you know. Like, so, as, so as they're passing through customs, you know, Yochever uh, is born, Ben Achomos, as their mom is entering into Mitzrayim. So it was 69, but it was really 70, because she's not counted as those who went down to Mitzrayim, but she was born there, like Mamish, between the walls, Ben Achomos. So, Rav Chaim Chernovitzer, the Bear Maim Chaim, Sefer Bear Maim Chaim, Rav Chaim Chernovitzer, the author of the Sefer Sidur Shal Shabbos, who saw the whole world through the eyes of Shabbos, for those who know the story, when he was a little boy in Cheder. All right, why not? When he was a little boy in Cheder, the, the Aschalas Chumash uh, teacher said, Okay, Kinderlach, uh, we're going to learn the beginning of the Torah. Let's start with the first passage. Bereshis, Barelo, Kimesa, Shamayim, Be'es, No, who knows what the word Bereshis means? So little Chaim Chernovitzer, before he was Rav Chaim Chernovitzer, little Chaim raised his hand. Oh, oh, oh. And the Rebbe calls him and says, Chaim, well, Musmenst Bereshis, they spoke Yiddish, what does Bereshis mean? So Chaim said, Bereshis, das Shabbos. So the Rebbe said, uh, no, Bereshis means like in the beginning, you know, <laughs> okay, you know, I guess the Rebbe wasn't aware of the Baal Turim, that Bereshis is the Osios Yira Shabbos, Yira Shabbos is the Osios Bereshis, and uh, maybe that's what he meant. Okay, you know, okay. No, what's Bara? Bara? Who knows Bara? Bara? Oh, 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 Chaim raises his hand again. And he says he felt a little bad, you know, the Rebbe felt a little bad. The kid got it wrong first time, first day of school, a little embarrassing. So, no, Chaimu, what's meant Bara? Bara does the Shabbos. Okay, the Rebbe said, no, no, that's not what Bara means, but, you know, by the third time, he kicked him out of the classroom. Get out of here. He thought he was making trouble. He thought he was. Rav Chaim Chernovitzer said everything was Shabbos. He saw everything was Shabbos. He wrote a sefer called Sidur Shal Shabbos, two volumes, beautiful, beautiful, highly, if you, if you want to be connected to Shabbos, you should buy that sefer and you should read it. Um, so Rav Chaim, in, in his Parsha sefer, in his sefer in Chumash, Bermayim Chaim, Rav Chaim Chernovitzer said, mean, Yochevud was born Bena Chomos, she was born there, as there a lot of problems with this. The Ibn Ezra and the Ramban have a whole back and forth about this over here. That the Ibn Ezra said, how could it be? If she was born now, Ben Achomos, and the Jewish people were in Mitzrayim for 210 years, and Moshe Rabbeinu was 80 when he took them out of Mitzrayim, that means that she gave birth when she was 130 you know, uh, years old or whatever. And like, you know, that's like older than Sarah gave birth, and the Torah doesn't mention a 130-year-old woman. Like, it should be all over the newspapers. You know, the Ramban answer is the whole thing. It's beautiful. Look, look there. So he says... That first of all, of course, of course, that's that's what happened. That's of course she was born Benachomos. And that the Torah is telling us something very strong. The Gemara in Megillah says that a Kaddish Baruch Hu is Hikdim Refua Lamaka. Hashem always places the medicine before he gives the patch. <coughs> and as the Jewish people are going into Mitzrayim and we're not going to come back to Eretz Yisrael for 210 years, 210 years, we're not gonna be back in Mitzrayim. we're not gonna be back in Eretz Yisrael. So Hashem already is laying the foundation, he's, he's planting the seeds of the redemption. That as we're going into Mitzrayim, Yochever, who's going to give birth to the, to the Mashiach, to, to Moshe Rabbeinu, is born. That the seeds of redemption are already being planted as we're going into Mitzrayim. 
So that's the way Hashem always operates, and that's the way Hashem should always continue to operate with us. That He always shows us favor, He always shows us the way out of the mess before He shows us the mess. That before He has to give us anything difficult, He always shows us a way out. And so we believe with full faith that this exile, though it's uh, Asarbatev is coming up, we believe that this exile, whatever the way of out of this exile that's been so long, it, it, the way out has already been planted a long time ago. And may Hashem see fit in His eyes that the time comes to, to reap that which He already has sown, the refuah, which is Kodam Hamaka, this Maka that we've had for a very long time. Hashem should help us to be zochet to see the gula shlema of mitas from here to the